You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is The Toyota Tercel's Last Day. What to do when life suddenly seems fragile. After my second car, a lovely 1984 blue VW Rabbit hatchback was totaled in an accident, I was on the hunt for another car, and this time a silver 1994 Toyota Tercel fit the bill. The Toyota was very utilitarian. Four-door, roll-up windows, no air conditioning, but with one luxury, a CD player. It was a solid, tough, reliable vehicle and was just what I needed at that point in my life. It served me well and was easy to handle on any road that Canada or the U.S. could throw at it. So I enjoyed several long-distance trips with it. One lovely August day, a friend invited me to lunch. And since his vehicle was in the garage for repair, I eagerly offered to come to his office, pick him up, and then head out for our picnic lunch. After a delightful time of connecting and enjoying sub sandwiches, I dropped him off at work and headed to my office to complete my day of work. As I approached an intersection several blocks from my office, I noticed that to my left, A large truck was not slowing down for the red light that was theirs and was headed directly for me. In order to avoid being hit by this large truck speeding through the red light, I maneuvered my car as far to the right of the highway as I could. However, I could only move the car so far, and even though I had slowed down, when I looked to my left, all I could see coming from my head was the grill of a very large truck. I braked hard, lifted my right hand to the ceiling of the Tercel, and told Jesus I was ready to see him. Then the crashing sound hit my ears like a bomb blast, and I was sent spinning in my Tercel. During the spin, I missed a light standard, an electrical box, and landed squarely in front of a funeral home sign. A bit of foreshadowing in hindsight, wouldn't you say? Before I could figure out whether I was hurt or not, People were knocking on the windows, others were prying my car door open, and others were dragging a large gentleman with a cell phone in his hand towards my car. Once all the questions ended, I realized I could get out of the car, stand, walk, and listen to the excited people holding the man with the cell phone hostage. They told me that he was on his phone when he hit me, and he was at fault. He had tried to keep driving, but they had boxed him in and then dragged him out of his truck and over to me to share his personal information. Since I could not comprehend everything, 
A dear friend stepped into the fray and said she would take the information down for me. Give my information to the man and take me to the hospital if need be. She had been following me and once the accident happened, realized she knew me and wanted to be of help. That did not seem to be a coincidence. So I thanked her and God for her to be present at just the right time. Once everyone was gone, I realized my car had been moved back onto the highway and it was clear that I was able to still drive it. I thanked my friend for her help and informed her that I would drive to my sister's office and get her to help me through the next part of the day. Off I drove to my sister's office in my very smashed yet drivable Tercel. My sister came out to meet me and insisted that we first make a report to the insurer and then head to the hospital to have my body and brain checked out as there might be injuries I was not aware of. So I called the insurer to report the accident. And when I gave the license plate number of the truck that hit me, the woman at the other end asked if I was the driver that got hit. When I said I was the driver, she exclaimed, You can't be talking to me because that was an F-350 and if it hit you as you said it did, you should either be severely injured or dead. I insisted I was fine and going to get checked out at the hospital as soon as our call was completed. Again, she shouted, girl, consider yourself a walking miracle because no one should survive a hit like that. It began to sink in. I was given another chance at life for the optics of this accident should have included a severe injury or death. Now it was time to head to the hospital to get checked out for the possibility of internal injuries. I got into the passenger seat of the Tercel and my sister decided she would drive as the car was still working and she could close the smashed driver's door. Off we went with me laying in the passenger seat, my arms crossed over my chest and my eyes closed. Just as I was beginning to relax, my sister screamed several expletives, put her hand on my arms and shouted that I should prepare for being hit. I was a little foggy-brained and did not quite comprehend what she was saying, but in an instant knew as I heard horrible screeching sounds followed by a hit on my passenger side door. Once again, the Tercel went spinning and this time landed on the front yard of a church right next to the church sign. Funny how twice in one day there was incredible foreshadowing in hindsight. Apparently, on the way to the churchyard, we sent gardeners running as they were weeding the flower bed in front of the church sign had a transit bus stop so as not to hit us, and got the ambulance behind us to stop to see if we needed assistance. Not to mention the car that hit us. It eventually came to a stop but lost the passenger front tire as it went flying towards the church, and its hood popped open with battery acid spraying everywhere. This all happened because the driver was doing 120 kilometers in a 50 kilometer per hour zone, and had run a stop sign sending him right into the Tercel as we were on our way to the hospital. Within minutes, there were the sounds of many sirens. I was carried out of the car by a group of people from who knows where and laid down on the boulevard as several stood around me assuring me an ambulance was on the way. My sister took off to deal with the young man that was driving the car that hit us. I remained still laying on the ground and contemplating how I could have two severe accidents within an hour of one another and still be alive. 
Suddenly, a gentleman stood above me and asked if I could tell him about my accident. To which I replied, Which one? The one I had an hour ago or this one? He tried not to laugh and said, Oh, that explains it. We could not figure out what happened because both sides of your car were smashed, and it didn't seem possible with how this accident happened. Then he told me he was a fire chief, that an ambulance was on its way to take me to the hospital, and asked how I was feeling. Once at the hospital, a flurry of activity took place. Every test imaginable was done to determine if I had any severe internal injuries, and then it was time to meet with the neurosurgeon. He informed me that I was very, very fortunate, for most of the tests came back negative. However, there was some soft tissue damage and also some slight brain damage, although others may beg to differ on the slight. He explained that the brain damage would most likely heal and that I might have some slight dyslexia for the rest of my life. He then advised my sister and me that we should buy lottery tickets on the way home, for it was my lucky day. Heading home that night, I remember thinking over and over again how fortunate and blessed I was. I had survived two severe accidents, was walking out of the hospital, and was able to go to my home knowing loving parents, family, and friends were there for me in whatever the future held. Then and since, I have thanked God many times for keeping me safe and giving me many more years of life. Life that is rich, adventurous, full of deep, loving relationships, and that there are just a few lingering health challenges from the day when I said goodbye to my Toyota Tercel. The song, I Surrender All, will be sung by Amanda Falk, also known as Amanda Lindsay Cook, who was a ministry colleague of mine several years ago here at Square One World Media. She now serves Jesus through her music worldwide. Oh, to Jesus I How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? There are screens everywhere, on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, anytime and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing? 
To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. That lovely August day when I had two car accidents in one hour, both that should have ended my life, caused me to ponder why I had been given the opportunity to live and what that meant for how I lived my life. During the first accident, there was a sacred moment when I thought I would die and let Jesus know I was coming to see him. At the time, I was at peace about that possibility. However, now, at times, I am not at peace about that possibility. I really want more of life here on earth and don't feel like surrendering all to Jesus. This challenge was familiar to Paul, and so he wrote in the book of Ephesians in the Bible, an encouragement to us as we follow Jesus Christ. Let me read it from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 20 in the New Living Translation. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. When life is fragile, and even when it is not, are you and I willing to embrace God's love for us and surrender our lives to Jesus Christ? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Music